Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. When I was younger and played video games, there were lots of games that began with that choose your character screen. And I'm just going to go ahead and admit that when I'm talking about video games, I mean the original tapping on the top, blowing in the cartridges, Nintendo. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to own that. I'm from that that generation. But before you got into the actual game, you had to start by choosing your character. And my favorite game was Mortal Kombat. Test your might. So it was really, really important that I got the character right because I knew which evil person I was going to go against. And I needed to kind of know the strengths and weaknesses of my character to make sure I could pass the level and get that, you know, flawless victory. Flawless victory. I didn't know you were so violent. Yeah, I was I was not one of those girly girls. That was not me. Yeah. I, I was all about video games mm-hmm. and wrestling, and I, I was a hot mess as yeah. a child. Like, my mom had to stop buying me dresses because I would ruin them. It was that bad. Um, <laughs> so who, who was your character on Mortal Kombat? Always Sonya. Always. Okay. She was always my first choice. Now, there were some where I had to admit that she was not going to be the right character for it. Like, as you yeah. go, you need Raiden and, and some of the others. But Yeah, Sub-Zero was mine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't shock me at all. Um, but who's my favorite color? If you can yeah. Tell, you know. Yeah. Their strengths and weaknesses were really important, so that you knew if you could win the level, and you know that that was my goal at three a.m. So, being <laughs> and don't tell my children. By the way, I don't let them play video games like that, like my parents did. Um, being able to identify the type of advisor you're considering is also important as you work to conquer your retirement and financial goals. So we're going to discuss some of the characters that you'll see in our industry. And why discuss also why the NPC, this is a term my son recently taught me, mm-hmm. is definitely not someone you want to work with. So this first one, <laughs> I got to admit, I, I'm not really sure where, where you're going with this, but the hot dog advisor. Tell hot me about dot. That. Hot, oh, I misread <laughs> that. <laughs> no. not, not the hot dog. <laughs> the hot dog. I mean, it's not far from the same thing. <laughs> So this would be that stock picker who's, you know, wanting to show you those reports that have the one year, the three year, the five year results. You can research any investment and you can see what it's done in the last pick number of years. Okay, Mm -hmm. so there's little dots on the report to show you where it's gone over time. Mm -hmm. The hot dot advisor is going to come at you and go, hey, I've got this great new stock. You should try it. And Mm -hmm. here's why and show you that report. You notice at the bottom of all of those reports is a little blurb disclaimer that says something along the lines of past performance is not indicative of future success. And it's really important to understand that because that hot dot advisor's weakness is that they're doing rear view driving. Right. So they're they're trying to pick something based on what it's done in the past. Yeah. Well, let me first, you know, at least excuse myself by saying that <laughs> I went to a baseball game this last weekend. Mm-hmm. So I've got hot dogs. On ah, mine, so, that explains yeah, it. Obviously, apparently delicious. he's craving one today. <laughs> yeah, it's almost lunchtime. <laughs> so there we go. But yes, yeah, so, you know, these advisors that are telling you, you just based on performance is what mm-hmm. you should do. I think the main my main beef with them is that you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You were talking about hot dogs, nuggets, and beef. All right, continue, yeah, continue. I guess, again, it's lunchtime. So, yeah, <laughs> my main beef with them is that they, it's not based on a plan, you know? So, mm-hmm. you can be, you can go in there and say, okay, I want to open up an account for my kids or for my, my parents or for, you know, my retirement or for something, you know, vacation that I'm planning for next year. 
And they would probably still tell you the same thing. Oh, you should get this new hot stock. Yes. Right. So, and, and that's one of our main things is that we always mention how prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Yes. Right. And and that's that's the, what what I would say is the main warning against you know one of these types of advisors. Yes. This advisor you'll be able to identify because when you walk in in that first appointment before they've hardly asked you any questions, it's like, well, let me show you this. This mm-hmm. is what you need. That that's that's impossible to know. It's impossible to know someone's goals in a one hour conversation. Even, you know, we take a lot of time asking, digging. I've had a client joke that I'm making them get undressed in front of me financially. And I'm like, well, yes, because I don't want to guess. I, I want to be able to know what I'm yeah. doing for you. So, yes, the, the hot dog advisor will <laughs> is definitely focused on that. And, and that the problem is when that's their only focus. Yeah. And so our next advisor we're going to talk about is the jack of few trades. And now this one, I'm just going to be honest, is the one that I get on the soapbox about the most. Mm-hmm. In this industry, broadly spoken of as financial services, there is different licensing that determines what people can and can't do. Okay, There's also different training and focuses. Just like with physicians, you can have someone whose focus is heart surgery, someone mm-hmm. whose focus is brain surgery. If you go to a brain surgeon for your heart issue... They might be able to figure it out because they have some general knowledge, but are they going to have the training to meet your specific goals? Yeah. And so actually at the baseball game, I was kind of trying to give an analogy of, you know, something, uh, a kind of advisor that has you know the licenses to be able to do everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because we were talking about, we were actually talking about, you know, a CFP, mm-hmm. right. And what they're able to do versus, you know, kind of what we're able to do. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to tell them that. Uh, the, with the licensing that we have, we can do literally everything that a CFP can do. Yes. Right. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is that you know there I've seen these commercials about these advisors that, uh, or, or that these uh, these companies that promote that they have you know advisors and that they will put financial plans together, mm-hmm. but they are only licensed, let's say, as you know, life insurance salespeople. Yes, and that's probably the most common one you see where, right. you know, we'll have someone come in with a plan and really it's just whole life. It's mm-hmm. not really a plan, it's just one product. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen that a lot, people calling themselves financial advisors or financial planners who don't have what's called full licensing. And, you know, my first kind of trick for people is get on broker check. It's a website, you can just Google mm-hmm. it. And if they're not on there at all, then they likely only have an insurance license, which isn't a bad thing if life insurance is what you need. Um, and, and again, it goes back to do they have the right focus and training for what you want? Or do they not have the full licensing? Because that licensing is just about tools. You know, if you had someone come to your house as a general handyman and all they had is a hammer, that would that would spark some concern. Right. But that's yeah. really what's happening when you have someone who's not fully licensed taking care of you. They've got a few tools, but they don't have the whole chest of tools to work with and those tools being products and investment options. Right. And that, that really hurts whenever you have a financial plan that calls for more than just that one mm-hmm. specific need. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, life insurance, we have nothing against life insurance, uh, you know, but that's not everything that you need. Yes. And we're big proponents of it as a piece. Exactly. And, and that goes back to focus as well. So our team, you know, you talked about, you said something about the CFP. There's nothing wrong. It's just certified financial planner, I believe is what that stands for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, once you get licensed in our industry, there are specialized trainings you can do to further kind of grow your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Here at GenWealth, because we're mostly focused on retirement planning and retirement, you know, income plans, getting people to it and then through it. Um, right. We chose instead to do the retirement income certified professional training which is Mm -hmm. a different focus it's a different 
um, type of training that focused primarily on how to get people ready for retirement and get them through retirement successfully. So that's our primary focus. Mm-hmm. So Whereas the CFP is more of like a general practitioner mm-hmm. and has a little bit more in-depth knowledge of just everything, all these areas in general. Yes, like tax planning. That's that's one mm-hmm. of their primary focuses. So, you know, it's not just about their licensing, but do they have additional training that meets the goals that you specifically have? Or are they a jack of few trades? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, that might be another good podcast mm-hmm. to do is, you know, to talk about all the different designations and different types of licenses. That would be. That's something we can throw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we did use a term earlier that I'm really proud that I knew because Mark didn't, and that's very uncommon. <laughs> Usually I'm the one going, what? Never I happens. I believe recently we used the word ballin, and you asked me if I had any clue what that word means, and I was like, I mean, I can infer, but no, I've never used that word. <laughs> well, I came up with a word that uh, my son taught me. It's NPC. So when you're in video games, it's gamer speak for a non-player character. Mm-hmm. So when you're playing video games, there's those computer-generated characters that are kind of like fillers, or they give you information, um, so the NPC advisor, what would that look like for you? See, we call those just robots, mm-hmm. you know, cause it, it, obviously it's a computer character. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. just, I think we called them bots too. <laughs> I guess they're just, they I got fancy. Well, and I will new, say my son lingo. uses it in the context of people who he doesn't feel like are, are making an impact. <laughs> so it's probably not mm-hmm. the best use of the word, but, um, nonetheless, the advisor who is an NPC is that person who sold you something and you've not heard from them since. And I've had this happen in my life. I had someone who sold me life insurance. They were my car insurance provider as well. And they sold me some life insurance. And then I never heard from them, even to the point that they they sold their business to someone else. And that was the first communication I got was from the new person saying, hey, I'm now your advisor. And it was like, oh, what happened to the old one? (laughs) And in life insurance, it's not as big of a deal. But when you're working towards goals, having consistent communication is really, really important. Right, yeah, I mean, because we talk to people about how your plan is as dynamic as your life is, right? So life, we know, has all kinds of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So your plan needs to be able to adjust and move, you know, with the ebb and flow of your life and your pace. So, yeah, something like life insurance is typically something that there's kind of a a defined Mm -hmm. term that we're going to be uh, using that for. But there's a lot of other things that have a lot of more more movement to them. Yes, and I feel like for someone to do this job really effectively for you, they have to be keeping up with that. And so a set it and forget it or sell it and forget it doesn't really work in this realm, especially if your goal is a long-term goal or it's, you know, specific to like retirement, you're going to switch jobs. You're going to have changes in your family dynamics. Mm -hmm. Those things all require adjustments in your plan. So are those being made? Yeah, because I mean, we can think of even... Uh, whenever I've sat down with clients, you know, that uh, we've sat down whenever they were newly married. Mm-hmm. Right. And so at that point, their life insurance need was this much. But then they started having kids then mm-hmm. they bought a bigger house. Right. So those life insurance needs actually grew. Yeah. So you still need to revisit those just to make sure that the, the proper need is met. Yes. Another clue that you may have an NPC advisor is do you have to call them to update them constantly because they're not reaching out? And that's another one. Or if you need an appointment, are you having to ask them for that appointment? Because if that's the case, then you're really in a, this has been more transaction than a relationship. And is that really what you need to get to your goals? So in comparison to that, what we believe has the greatest impact, the kind of advisor that has the greatest impact is the comprehensive planner. And and the key here is comprehensive. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get kind of 
very focused in on performance of investments. And that's part of what we do, but it's really the almost the smallest part of what we do, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I believe, you know, the uh, commercials, uh, the, the media is largely to blame for that, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we see uh, all these commercials about, okay, this is the, the best performing, you know, the, we've got you know, these kinds of returns and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, right? Where, you know, that's, that's a an important part of of you know your plan and making sure that you know we are achieving uh, those goals and and the returns are part of that. But there are tons of other areas in, in that just like we talked about earlier, just like having a tax efficient plan, right? What, why would we be investing for retirement, you know, and not using retirement accounts that add you know this extra layer of mm-hmm. benefits to to your plan, right? So things like things like that and making sure that we're encompassing not just the return piece. Yeah, and I think their first job as the comprehensive planner is to kind of review three things. What are you doing well? What needs to be supported? What can we do to support additional growth? And then are there areas that are blind spots for you? I think this is something that you had a real life situation recently where you had clients come in, they were both great earners, um, and you suggested life insurance. Nothing seemed wrong at the time. And, you know, if you had been focused on just opening IRAs and didn't mention the life insurance, then when the wife suddenly became ill a few months later, they wouldn't have had the coverage in place that their family needed when she was no longer here. And we've right. had several stories across our team like this. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, as, as we kind of dive into, into the plan and into each uh, individual, each family's uh, goals and their needs, Right, that is something that that the comprehensive planner aims to do. Right, mm-hmm. just like you said, is is provide the support, provide not just what the client is necessarily just looking for, mm-hmm. but what they they don't know that they need. Yeah, and there's little things too. Like one of the things that we always tell people about is when you're coming in and we're just talking about estate planning things. I'm not an estate planner, but I do know that if you put payable on death on your bank accounts, that helps that transition quicker after mm-hmm. you're no longer here. I don't get paid for telling you that, but it's something that I know will benefit you from my experience. So are they asking you probing questions to understand your current goals and your future goals? Are they seeking to understand what matters most to you? And that's kind of going back to the, you know, getting getting undressed mm-hmm. right, with the, the financial advisor. Uh, and the thing is, you know, we uh, when we put together our financial plans, what we talk about is, uh, that whenever we have garbage in, then we can't expect to have a really, really good plan, right? Because it's garbage in, garbage out, mm-hmm. right? So the the only good plan is the plan that is actually uh, transparent and yes. takes you know your uh, genuine input in mind. And I think that it's really important for the advisor also to connect you with other providers as needed. You know, we coordinate with accountants. We coordinate with lawyers to help with estate planning or tax planning. Mm-hmm. We know where our kind of lane ends and someone exactly. else's starts, but we're not going to avoid encouraging our clients to discuss those things if it's important to them. Another blind spot that I've seen a lot of is people making Roth contributions who aren't eligible. Right. That can come back to burn you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, the opposite uh, side of that is, you know, some folks don't know that if their spouse earns income that they can also contribute to mm-hmm. an IRA and, you know, be able to increase their retirement contributions that way. And to be fair, there is one weak spot when it comes to these types of advisors, these comprehensive planners. If you're looking for that advisor that's going to pick those hot stocks for you, who's going to do that day-to-day trading kind of stuff, chasing a rate of return, then they're probably not the right fit for you if that yeah. is who you want to be. And, um, you know, if you're looking for someone to, to help you invest in something like cryptocurrency, that's probably not going to be where you want to go for that. They can give you some education on it. 
but usually they're long term. So that's not something that's really going to be their area of expertise typically, or at least not for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it's time for our two cents. So, you know, as with many professions, uh, there's many characters out there, mm-hmm. you know, many types of advisors out there. But if your advisor or, you know, if the person that you've been working with just isn't really taking you to that next level, it might be time for a switch. And remember that unlike video games, there's often not going to be a do-over for your financial journey. So choose carefully which character you're going to take so that you can get your flawless victory. Thank you for joining us on Talking Sense. Next time, we'll talk about how you might end up going broke trying to get rich. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.